This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ACME. So hello. Uh, so I'm French, so my English will not be perfect. So if you have uh, some time, it maybe it will not be clear. Even if it was in French, maybe it would not be clear as well. <laughs> but uh, I will try to. Uh, I mean, if you want to at, at, at any moment uh, stop me and uh, ask some question because you don't didn't get something, you have to do it for sure. Um, I'm not a uh, like theorician, so I'm more going to speak about my, my experience and uh, uh, as a kind of journey. So, so, uh, so then I'm going to start now. <laughs> okay. So uh, it starts like uh, when I was, I think, uh, 10 years old. My parents didn't want to show me TV. I didn't have, I mean, I was not allowed to see films at, at home. So each time they were looking at films, they were closing the door, you know. And uh, I was uh, going to the, through the door and look at the film. So see the film, but I didn't hear any, any sound from it. So I think that it started like that, that I had to reconstruct the sound of the film. I was not able to, to listen, you know. So I think that's a bit my first uh, connection with uh, the idea of, of putting sound and, and picture together. Then I think after I was, I was 13 years old and it was a little show on TV for explaining to kids how people used to do sound for movies. It was just a simple shot of a boat lying on the, on the sand in the beach. And uh, they show the same shot, the same shot, one time only with uh, the waves sound, then another time with the music and another time with the kids playing, another time with the seagulls. And... Uh, <coughs> something happened in my mind, I just, I didn't know how to, to I mean, I didn't thought about it even, but it, it was like a kind of shock for me. And uh, later I understood that what was uh, for me uh, something very <laughs> impressive at this moment, that I just realized that I had the feeling that I never see twice the same picture. And I had this great uh, pleasure to have that, so I think, uh, I'm working with sound, but uh, really, my, uh, I'm doing a lot of sound, but it's most of the time connected to something else. Because I, I like this idea that uh, actually how the sound can affect uh, the other uh, senses or percept I can get. So I think that's really my first, uh, yeah, the, the basic uh, experience uh, when I understood that I, I, I want to do that kind of thing. Then after I went to school and uh, I was doing like uh, theater also, amateur, you know, theater. And I think that I, I, I just understood that um, you can have a life, you can, you can make a living with something like that. Something I didn't know, you know. And uh, then I had the chance to see when I was 15 years old, a Foley artist uh, working. So for me, it was uh, something amazing. I, I went to the studio and I, uh, I, I saw a guy coming and, uh, in the studio, and it was like uh, uh, horses, and he was doing horses with coconuts. I mean, like the, you know, like the... But for me, I was 15 years old, I said, wow, you know, for me, it was uh, fantastic, you know. So uh, 
I, I think that uh, the fact that I also was doing a lot of sport, I, had, uh, I spent a lot of time also in nature, and, and the, it was for me, uh, and I, was, I loved music and I loved films, you know, so I think this kind of mix of all these things, uh, I thought that uh, I should do that. So I, I finished my school and then I, I was 17 years old, I started university uh, for six months, I, I, I did mathematics, and then I, I, I just stopped and I said, thought that it's not the, the right thing, I should do something else. So actually I went to see all the folly artists in Paris, and one guy accept, uh, accept uh, me to be his assistant for six months because after six months he, he said that I, I was uh, asking too much questions, so he fired me. And so I had to find a way to continue that. So I, I, I actually went in a lot of uh, film school to meet uh, young directors and, and propose them to work with them. So uh, I start really uh, like I was uh, doing, uh, I had the monopoly of the free. Uh, <laughs> to work free on, on short movies in Paris. I was like, uh, people were calling me, is it you who doing uh, Follet for free? <laughs> you know? I was like, okay, so it's need to, uh, you know, I, I, I felt that it had to, to, to change that. So uh, I start to, I start to actually, uh, some of the young uh, directors are, are, were actually starting to do their long feature film. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I was uh, in a generation where I actually, um, a lot of uh, uh, directors, uh, my generation, were starting to do some movies, like Mathieu Kassovitz, Gaspar Noé, Christophe Gans, Yann uh, Kounen, uh, Nicolas Boukrieff. We call it the Starfix generation. Starfix was a magazine, and uh, we tried to explore a bit. Uh, it, would, it, was, it was a bit like uh, Les Cahiers du Cinéma, but kind of alternative, you know, these, these people really like horror movies, science fiction film, you know, like they were a bit like trying to do something, looking for something a bit different, like a kind of hybrid between uh, maybe a culture from a Asiatic, uh, Asiatic film, American film, you know, like kind of, of taking some, bringing some new blood in, in the, you know, like uh, in, in their work. So I, um, that, so I, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, uh, very lucky that I, I just arrived in, in that moment. Uh, so uh, I started to work with Mathieu Kassovitz, which was the, then after uh, Polanski. I mean, that, that was a, the important film for me. So uh, I, do you know what is for the artist? What is a for artist? You all know that? Okay, so for me it's very important also because uh, um, I, I learned to, I learned sound through uh, producing sound, you know, through my body, you know, so for me, uh, at, at first, uh, uh, sound was a, a body experience, you know, and uh, in the same time I was doing uh, Foley, I, I spent a lot of time also to do field recording, so for, for me it, it was a two kind of uh, thing, like the idea of pro pro doing sound, produ producing sound, but the other idea also was to actually uh, capture sound in, in, a, in a natural environment or uh, anywhere. So I was, I was doing like that kind of double uh, things and I started to work with musicians also. And uh, it became like a kind of weird mix, you know. And so, uh, and some directors asked me to do more and more uh, than Foley, you know. Some, some other directors asked me to try to do some music, so I was like, you sure? <laughs> so, uh, 
it, it became like a, a, a so now I'm, uh, that's the kind of I have a weird trajectory, so I can move from an opera to a, a play, a theater play, from an exhibition to a, um, a musical show to, I mean, and I, I don't, I, of course I choose all the time very precisely where I want to go, and uh, each project, I, I choose all the projects. It doesn't mean that I'm just following the, you know, the, the flow. I, I really try to, to uh, choose projects. Uh, but uh, I, I like this. I, I like these things. You know, I think uh, I really like this idea of working with uh, uh, sound people, but also with uh, a set designer, DOP, a choreographer, a dancer, a musician. You know, I really like this kind of uh, you said like oblique kind of or transver you said transversality, something like where you're actually able to to because I think what is very interesting when you actually work in that kind of domain that when you you start to to create, uh, for example. Uh, uh, you work with a dancer. Actually, the connection between the sound and the dance creates a kind of uh, territory which is not precise. It's a kind of gray area, you know? So you have to... It's, it's a possibility to, 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 to create a, a grammar each time, you know, a new grammar. So for me, I really like this kind of idea of, of actually create some weird links, working also with biologists or maybe mathematicians or, or sociologists or whatever, you know? Because each time it creates this kind of... Uh, uh, unknown territory, you know. So that's a bit uh, general uh, <laughs> uh, idea um, of my trajectory, and I think I would uh, maybe. Uh, so the idea is that I'm not uh, in that, in that kind of situation. I'm not recording, you know. I, I'm just producing sound. So the idea is that you put a film, and you actually redo all the all the sound from the from the film, because most of the time during the shooting. What is the most important to get is like the actors. So most of the time you use like very, uh, like Canon and semi-Canon, like very precise microphone to get to get actually the, 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 the actors because you know that it's much harder to reproduce the actors and actually to actually rebuild the, the, the other uh, sound. So most of the time you, you actually, I mean, for, it's, it's for, uh, let's say, normal fiction movie, you know. Then you have to recreate later on all the continuity and all the sound for the film. So you actually perform in that room. Most of the time you have like acoustic panels, so you can actually recreate uh, different acoustics to be able to fit exactly with the sound. Uh, if you are outside, you need to, to create a dead room. If you are in a church, you need to, you know, so it's more like a, um, that kind of uh, environment where you can have actually have panels, you have curtains, you can actually motorize panels, which and each time you are, for each sequence, sometimes even each shot, you create uh, an acoustic situation, which is fit to what you want to do. And also, uh, it's, a, it's a particular technique we use in France because uh, I think the, the French cinema uh, has a lot of production sound in it. So, and we, most of the time, we also, uh, uh, shooting in a real set, so it's, it's the sound is is right in a way, you know. So we 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 have developed a lot of techniques to actually uh, try to recreate this kind of right environment. So we actually using a lot of different mic. We are mixing them, and the, the recordist is in England, for example, they record everything very close, and after they work and the editing. They, they, they. In France, we actually have a, maybe five, six, seven mic putting in different uh, position, 
some are close, some are far, some are off-axis, some are, some are maybe even under a table. And live, looking at the picture, in real time, we actually re rebuilt a kind of uh, living sound sonic recordings, okay? So do you try and create the sound without reverb while you're recording it rather than reverb? Depending, uh, for example, uh, after it's uh, quite a bit technical. Uh, uh, it depends, depend, for example, if you, are in a, you want to reproduce a huge room, you know that the first reflection will come very late. So if you are in a, such a room, you will never get the, the first reflection right. So it's in huge acoustic, it's much better to be uh, quite dead, just working on axis of axis to get movement, but without to take the, the first uh, reflection of the acoustic. And then after you work with a, a, a digital uh, reverberation. Most of the time what I'm doing uh, when I work on a film, I create my own acoustics. So I, I, I actually go and, and, and record, because most of the time I, I go on the set. And I do model, I model, I create the model of uh, the acoustic of all the location. Like that when I have to integrate some sound, I can actually put the sound in the same acoustic as the production sound, okay? So, that's a full stage. Uh, some, uh, so, sometime we, I'm do, uh, no, not this one. And sometime, of course, uh, now, uh, more and more, I'm going on, a, I'm doing Foley on a real acoustic. Uh, for example, if I have some, some sound to do uh, in a church, I'm going in a church, you know, so I actually, uh, I have a mobile uh, studio, and I, 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 for each film, of course, if you have like 40 different locations in a film, it's not really interesting, and it's, it costs too much money, but if you have like two or three main locations, which, which need to be very testy and have a very strong character in terms of sound, I, I like to go, and, and so now I have a lot of place I know in France. Most of the time they are quite far, because to be very far from the, from the, 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 the noise of the city, and so uh, I, 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 re I rebuilt, you know, like uh, kind of, uh, and sometimes even I bring all the, the equipment from the set, you know, all the, the chairs, you know, all the props, you know, also. Um, I'm, I'm doing that mainly with the Darden brothers, you know, they really like to do that kind of stuff, like keeping all the clothes, all the real props, and bring that to, to the studio. So here yeah, it was, uh, you see like the little, uh, Tomb is a tomb of uh, uh, Richard Coeur de Lyon, Richard, the King Richard. Wow. <laughs> King Lion, so it's easy, you are like. Be careful. Um, what I can show you. I know that's, uh, that's for later. So, uh, again, you know, we have all our, all our props, you know, so uh, it's like uh, 20 years of uh, research. You know, I have got a, a truck with like uh, full of uh, rubbish, you know, like uh, <laughs> included uh, an 80 pair of shoes, you know, and uh, a lot of, you know, so now it's clean. It's the first day of the session. <laughs> but at the end, it's like, it's a big mess. And so the idea is that. Uh, when you do, I think the approach you have when you do Foley, that's also, you, are, you, you, you it's like a co copy, a copy, you listen to the sound, or you have a sound in mind, and you try to cut that in different layers. So you're like listening a sound, or you have a sound in reference in your head, and say, okay, to do that, it's a bit like cooking, you know? 
I need a bit of chicken. I will have to put some salt. So, you know, like, so you, you, you actually recreate a lot of layers and try to exactly uh, put all these layers together to, to, to get the, this result. So I think uh, it's having a huge influence on, on, on the way I'm working, even with uh, sound design or, or even with uh, sound editing in general. It means that I really like to actually capture a lot of different layers. Sometimes I do recording where I have, I have a photo, but I can show you. Okay. So, for example, uh, normally there is even one more mic. So it means that there is like one mic which is very like uh, film sound kind of, you know, uh, cardioid, like it's really like left, center, right, you know, because in, a, in when you, the system of, uh, in a film, you have like mainly five, six speakers, left, center, right, the surround, and one subwoofer, which is a low frequency. So most of the time, this first system is more like a flat, you know? So it's, 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 a, it's a kind of, let's say, classical kind of, uh, of sonic uh, picture of, uh, which fit to the screen, okay? And then after, I have a, a f these four mics, which are uh, totally different. They are omnidirectional. So they actually re create a kind of cross like that. And uh, it's a very immersive system. So I, I like to play with that, the fact that sometimes the, the sound is in the film, and sometimes you, you, I put the, the, the people in the film, you know? But everything is recorded on one, you know, uh, at one time, you know? And sometimes I have even one more mic, and sometimes I have another recorder 200 meters away, and another recorder 500 meters away, you know? So I like to create, like, layers. And then after, when I, I, I edit, I like to play with this. It's a kind of anamorphosis, you know? So it's a bit like different lens, from very close up to very large. And I, I play a lot with that. So in one recording, I actually can move, you know, uh, in the depth of the sound, in a, in a way. And for me, I, I like that very much, because a lot of people are putting a lot of sound like that, and, and it seems for me very fake. So I really try to actually get the this, this natural feeling or, or actually moving between uh, the different layer of, of, of some depth, you can say that, yeah. So, so for me that's, uh, and also the fact that this mic I use, uh, the 4.1, they are not at all uh, movie mics, they are like a measurement mic. So they, they, have, they have exactly the same, uh, it's very close to what you hear actually. So um, they are super flat. They really fit to the way we are listening to the, the sound. Huh? It's not binaural mic because binaural mic are only working uh, with a, mainly with a headphone. No, it's a DPA or BNK uh, omnidirectional mic, and they are uh, very interesting because they, they they are not very precise in, in terms of spa spatialization, but they are very close to what you hear in terms of color. So actually, uh, when you are immer you, you want to create an immersion in the sound, if it's too precise in terms of localization, you need to, you you know you, you it's, it's, it can be very disturbing, you know. So the fact that it's omnidirectional and, and quite not precise in terms of localization, but very term, uh, very right in terms of, of color, general feeling of color, actually it gives you a, a very good feeling of, of immersive. You know, like an immersive kind of, of feeling, you know? Uh, 
And I like to also, because for me, it's like, let's say that uh, so the, this first mic more, will be more like a, uh, the classic sound from movies, in a way. So it's more a cultural reference with the movies. And the other one is more like a human reference. So I like to play with this idea of, 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 of this kind of double culture, like this culture of film and the culture also of actually uh, you as a human in a sonic environment. So I like to play with that kind of, of two double grammar, you know, uh, and to play with it. Um, so photo, check if there is something more interesting. So, and that's the other kind of situation where actually, and we're gonna speak that later, but that's more like a situation where it's not about making a, a sound for the picture. It's actually to create sound library for sound design. So uh, that's something I really, I, I, I do that a lot still for a lot of sound designer, which are friends. They ask me, they say, oh, I have a monster, it's like 20 meter high, he's like, you know, or I have a, I'm under, I have a big wells, which is fight, or I have an explosion in a submarine, you know, like whatever. And so they ask me, can you do that? So actually my work is like, okay, uh, I, I start to, to, to make some experiment, I go in the studio, and sometimes, most of the time, I, I take like one or two weeks in a music studio with a lot of mic, and I, I go and I buy, I buy a lot of props, and I, I experiment for eight hours or 10 hours a day, trying to find texture, sound, which actually, you know, I, seems to be interesting. So I, I, I start to do a kind of quick editing with it, just to understand if, I, uh, if it's the right direction or not. So I also, uh, that's also a part of my job, to build a sound library for the uh, sound supervisor or sound designer. So I still like a lot to actually share the work with a lot of people because I think sound community is very nice because uh, uh, we need to be humble because sound, nobody takes care of it. So it's not like if you are a famous DOP or famous actor or whatever, you know, so I think the, the, the sound community is very nice. And uh, we share a lot. You know, uh, I have connection with a sound designer all over the world, and we exchange sound, we speak, we exchange our tricks, our technique. You know, it's very, it's, it's actually very, very nice. So in that case, I really focus on the texture. So I have this set my headphone, and then I, I really sometimes even close my my eyes, and I have a lot of mic. I, have, I will have contact mic. Uh, omnidirectional mic, cardioid mic, sometimes I have uh, even capture, pressure, pressure, I mean, any kind of, of things I, I could use. And I try to combine these things to actually uh, uh, create some interesting material. I'm, I'm most of the time I'm recording uh, at very, uh, very, very high definition. Like that, uh, I can actually have more room to uh, pitch or to change. Uh, uh, you know, if you get a huge definition, then after you can actually uh, slower, uh, um, when you transform the sound, it's, 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 it's okay, you know? Uh, and then the fact also is that you use like uh, uh, measurement mics, they are mics which are much, much, much more uh, pre, uh, wilder than our ears, you know? Uh, this mic, uh, not this one, but the, this, this the first mic, for example, is like, I think, 80 times more uh, sensitive than uh, our ears. So it's like uh, when you are very, very, uh, um, silent uh, place, you can put the mic 
at the bottom of the room do that, and you can record it with no hiss. So it permits you to go in that kind of world where you don't have access normally, and you can get an amazing, uh, even little partial harmonics or some very low frequency resonance. So it permits you to uh, access to uh, another world. Like I have also a microphone to record bats, for example, which are recording until five, uh, 500 kilohertz with a one megahertz recorder. So you can actually record uh, uh, sound you can't hear, you know? which is sometimes very beautiful because you're recording, uh, for example, uh, you are in the desert, you're recording hair, nothing. You come back and you start to, to play and you pitch down the sound and a lot of insects just appear. You know, it's like a kind of uh, reveal. Uh, uh, you know, it's also interesting because it gives you the feeling that you, your audition is very narrow, in fact, you know? It's like uh, also when I work with Philippe, I, I, I try to start to work, I'm going to speak about that later, but I start to work with sismometers, which are a system which are able to recording uh, uh, amplitude of 24 hours. I mean like 0, uh, 0 0.001 hertz, you know? So you actually are able to uh, reveal, you know, some uh, shape or some form or some things which you don't have access to. And I really like that also, uh, that's something I really like to actually uh, reveal that kind of uh, vibration in general, you know. I like also uh, in general also to do sonification of data, or sonification of pictures, sonification of any kind of, of things. I really I like the idea to actually bring uh, to sound a lot of different form and shape. Uh, that, that, that's something, uh, uh, yeah, to, to kind of listen what you can see normally or listen what you could feel with your body or, you know, like, uh, I don't know if it's clear, but, uh, okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to show you uh, some film and I, because maybe it's going to, alors, the film, okay. Ah, sorry, it's a bit loud. I'm gonna go maybe far because it's... Yes. Okay, so... This is Paris in the film. And now they just... Fils de pute d'enculé, Khalawet, de Zébanier, de Mouvolant. On a fou de nous Viens, toi Comment tu t'appelles Maybe I didn't do... Ah, right one. Ah, no, this one. Voilà. Mais t'es mieux de descendre And this is a suburb. I will explain you after the ID.
I don't know if you have seen this film, La Haine, okay. So it was, at this time, uh, we, uh, we were very uh, stupid and young, and we were doing this film just by like intuition. So uh, we ended it by doing all on uh, Paris in mono, and the suburb, like super, uh, super wild and super, uh, so all the sequence where, where these Indians are going to the, 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 the Paris, everything is like now on mono, and when they come back to their, their land, it's like super, you know, uh, everything is super. Well. That, that's what's happening in, uh, in uh, and I just understood that after we did that like that, we had this feeling, but in fact, it's ex exactly uh, what's happening. For example, if you, uh, if I put you in, uh, in Amazonia, you know, uh, first, I mean, I, I don't know if you had this experience, but when you arrive in Amazonia and you go in the jungle, everything seems flat, extremely flat, like monophonic, you know, like even like, uh, why? Because it's not about uh, localization, it's not about uh, transfer function, it's not about, uh, it's because it's cultural. You don't know whether if the sound you listen are insects or if they are birds or they are, uh, you know, whatever. So everything seems flat. And then day after day, if you are with people who are not actually know the, uh, the environment, they will start to explain you what is what. And you will see that you start to actually get a larger and larger picture of the, of, the, of the environment where you are. So I, I think that was a very interesting thing because I, actually these people, they're going to their uh, foreign land, you know, Paris, and everything is mono. It's a bit like the same feeling. They don't know what is what, you know? And when they come back to our, their, their, uh, in the suburb, everything become like extremely defined because that's their territory, you know? So I think it's a... Most of the time, you, I mean, that's also something interesting that most of the time when you work with film, it's very intuitive. And most of the time you understand later on what you did. Uh, with experience, after you, you get older and you, you, you have more uh, overview and you start to actually uh, be more conceptual and, 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 and know about it because you, you accumulate all this experience. But I think at the start when I worked, I was really like uh, intuitive. And uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, that's the way, uh, <laughs> that's my, how I, my story, okay? <laughs> uh, so, that's for, so, that was a very, very important film for me because uh, La Haine was quite big in France and it it's became like a new kind of new cinema. So, uh, so I profit a lot of this uh, thing. So a lot of people start to call me and to ask me to, do, to work on films. So you have like some time opportunities uh, and... Uh, I was there at the right moment, and uh, it, was, it was fun. And then after, another uh, thing which was very important for me was uh, this film. Ah. Thank you. 
Okay, so what is particular that uh, this, you think it's a production sound maybe? Or it's not production sound, it's totally rebuilt. And um, we really try to, it was a very precise work we have to do because during the shooting it was uh, very noisy. And uh, we won't really want to, to actually uh, give the feeling uh, that uh, it was real, like real production sound. So we are actually, uh, where, uh, for each shot, rebuilt the studio for the acoustic, putting the mic in exactly the same situation, working a lot, perform a lot, you know, to try to get exactly the right feeling of it. So I think that when I saw that uh, uh, recently, I was a bit like, wow, you know, so I, I was even uh, a bit, uh, even me, I, I, I was thinking again that it was a production sound, and I called I call the mixer, uh, and he said, no, no, it was totally rebuilt. So I think that's uh, that was very interesting. So it's not mean that it's the truth, but it's, it seems right, you know? So for that kind of film, I mean, you don't have to make it right all the time. It's not mean that, but actually, uh, if you really work on it, you can really make believe that uh, the sound is, is there, you know? So it's, it's totally rebuilt. The bracing have been re recalled later. So, and it's Foley, and it was a wonderful sound design by uh, Gerardi, which were, uh, for me, my master. He did, he did the sound for Delicatessen and for a lot of uh, uh, great films. And uh, yeah, so for me, that's uh, in a way that after that, uh, I, I had the feeling that I had to, to start to do other things and to open a bit my, my field, you know, because I had the feeling that if I will stay uh, in the Foley studio, I will become a kind of uh, baron or king of the Foley, and uh, <laughs> it will be very boring, you know? Can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. In a scene like that, would you try to get the sounds and perform them in real time as a performance? Yes. Rather than loading a whole lot of elements in and then spending hours. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, uh, so the, I, I learned when I started, when I start to work uh, 27 years ago as a Foley artist, it, we were recording on tapes. So no editing. You know, we had like four tracks. And uh, this, uh, this, this have been recorded later on a, on a digital, but the, the technique which were developed in France were really like uh, uh, performing, you know? So we are performing and performing and performing and trying to exactly get the, but not only me, the recordist also. Trying each time for each shot to actually get the right mix of change, you know, the positioning of the, the mix of the, of the mic to get actually some little weird, you know, phasing stuff or little resonance or, you know, like, so, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, for example, when I do uh, sound effect, like uh, I show you the photo before, I don't work with picture. I, I just get the picture, but it's more like to have a kind of uh, ID, you know? But I try to be more free, but actually for this kind of work, you really need to be totally stuck on the picture, you know, uh, and, and, and work with the picture, work with the picture, you know? Just going back to the um, sound libraries that you're creating. Yeah. Do you do much in the digital realm after you record them, or do you mostly try and get it right 
I, I, I try to get uh, 95% right during the recording. For me, uh, less. I mean, the, the, normally what I allow to myself is just like to pitch uh, one octave down or two octave down when I record uh, 192, just uh, low cut and high cut, just cutting the, the, the general shape, you know, general uh, spectrum, you know, and that's it, you know, I, I, I try to. In, in the example of the monster, I try again. I try to be the more closer from the yeah. So it means that uh, I'm going to do. I'm going to most of the time when you, for example, a monster voice, uh, um, uh, you put a lot of one uh, nuts in your mouth to to get a, a maximum of of high frequency like that. When you're going to slow down, you get a lot of you know still a lot of precision. So the thing is like you record and then you slow down and you say, oh no, okay. So you have to move back, you know, to, to all the time you're like, you're like trying to do in real time and, and, and listen, uh, in a, you know, slower to, to get a much more, uh, you know. So it's, a, it's always a work you do like uh, to, 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 to be the more close possible, you know, from the, the right sound, you know. Because each time you, you process, uh, for me, processing is really like, uh, in a way, uh, if I'm processing the sound, it's, it's kind of failure. I mean, for me, uh, I, I, of course, I spent a lot of time uh, when I was young uh, using uh, for hours uh, smoking pot and using a lot of uh, <laughs> plugins, uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> guitar pedals and uh, yeah, wow, you know. So, you know? Yes, but uh, for example, uh, uh, I, I like to, uh, tr for example, if I'm recording explosion, I, I, I like to combine uh, like some explosion, but let's say I'm going to take the low frequency of one, which is I slow down and then the attack of another one. And then, you know, but trying to, to, to be the more uh, organic possible, you know, in a way, you know? So, of course, after there is some, and then after also I work with a lot of people, you know, because uh, if I know that I need to, to work on certain uh, kind of work, I can go to IRCAM, and, or I have friends which are very good with processing machines like Kima or Max, you know, so I, I like to collaborate with people which are actually very good in certain kind of work. Uh, I don't do it myself because uh, to work properly with this machine, you need to spend two or three years to actually, it's like sin modular synthesizer, you know, you, you need to, it's very time consuming. So actually in that kind of situation, I prefer to collaborate with people. Okay, so then after, uh, I'm gonna show you maybe weathering height, yeah. That, okay. So I have, a, for that, I have a, I need to go to five minutes 40. So the film, have you seen this film or not? It's a, it's a very interesting film from, a, she don't like this film, uh, Andrea, but uh, it's a nice film. I really like it. So she, okay, so I show you that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
Sleep well.
Okay, I show you this part and I show you another one, which is later on. It's 13. It's an amazing place. I recommend you to go there. It's uh, the, the most in north of uh, England. It's absolutely uh, scenic and stunning. It's an amazing place. take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. And what will be his name? Heathcliff. Heathcliff? Do you reject Satan? Come on. Don't struggle now. Okay, so what is interesting with this film, it's, uh, there is uh, 12 minutes of dialogue, so everything is trapped, and everything is totally rebuilt. So there's no production sound at all. So the idea is that uh, I, I spend a lot of time in the, on location, three weeks, to record all the atmosphere, all the, all, even all the sound inside, the feed, the, 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 
all the, the props, everything was actually re-recording re, re in, in the same situation, even all the off-screen sound. Uh, and for example, the girl which is singing, uh, we just added, so we, we, we said that uh, to, the, to Andrea that we need to keep the house. So we keep the house for six months, and each time we need to actually redo something, we were coming back to the house and, 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 and re-record -re uh, the new elements. For example, at, at one moment, uh, Andrea said, because the idea is that she wanted to have a film uh, without any music. So for example, but at one moment we missed some music. For example, the little girl singing, it's something we had after. So we, we, we came back to the on location with this, the actress. We found, uh, we found, we looked for a song which were fitting to the, to the moment, I mean, with the mood of the film. And we actually re-record her, actually uh, running, you know, in the exactly in the same location, you know. So I think, and, and, and you, I think you, you, you don't think that it's totally rebuilt. Because actually, you recreate the context. You know, the, you, you really work with the the, the contextual uh, material of the of, of the shooting. You know, the, the, the location. So we worked also with an ornithologist to actually put. The, we we spend, we spend I spent one week with an ornithologist to actually record all the birds from the, from the place. You know, so everything was extremely precise. You know. So all the birds you can hear are actually the, the right bird in the right place at the right moment of the season, you know. <clears throat> Even the, 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 the fire, it's not made with wood. It, we actually redid some tough, you know, like they were um, using tough at this period to actually have a, the exact sound of the, of, of the fireplace, you know. Uh, so, uh, and, and I'm doing a lot uh, that now, or for each film, it's meaning that uh, I am to, I'm actually uh, spending uh, at, at least one or two weeks in the shooting. It's. Um, um, did you decide did this during the shoot or just after shoot? Uh, in parallel. Uh, uh, during the night, I was recording all the little elements, and during the day, I was going out from the set like. You know, one uh, one kilometer. So I, I had an assistant, and we were, uh, I mean, uh, walking uh, in, in the in this huge uh, park, and trying to get a lot of different sound each time. And we had a, we we bring we did a, I mean, and I would say like maybe ninety eight percent of the sound you can hear on the film are recording in the morse. You know. Yeah, so I, what I, that's what I try to do each time when I do a film. I really start to, to, to start from scratch, to recreate the own, the, the, the full library, you know? Because I think that uh, sometimes, of course, you need a door sound or you are something, you need, you need a tiger and uh, <laughs> the film is not very uh, rich. And you, so you, but if I can, I really try to get everything, you know? The atmosphere, the, the sound effects, the acoustic. The idea is really to sample a bit like I said about the foley, you know, to actually recreate all this layer, to capture all this layer in the best way possible, to actually uh, recompose uh, that, you know. And, and of course, uh, everything was recorded with also not like a movie microphone, but like again, measurement microphone. Because also what is interesting with measurement microphones is that they are much more, uh, uh, the spectrum is much more wide. So you, you have a much more, a much less masking, 
Because you know, if uh, is that the, one of the first things that when I was working in movie, I said like, why why people are recording everything with the same mic, you know? It means that everything we're gonna we're gonna be stuck, you know, in the same area with the same characteristic. Uh, this. So the idea that uh, I always uh, combine uh, mic. I can even use ribbon mic out. I mean, I, I have a lot of different mic from static, dynamic, uh, ribbon. Uh, tube, you know, and with a lot of different preamp, and each time I, I try to actually get the, find the right mix of technique to get exactly uh, what I want, you know? For example, if some, someone is speaking and you, you, you record something like, uh, which is a, very, a lot of uh, transient with very high frequency, I will use a ribbon to actually control the high frequency if I want to, you know, like, each time I'm gonna, but I try to do everything during the shooting, you know, like when I record. Not to actually process after the sound. Can I have an example that you're walking? Would you just get that switch that's violated? Yeah, yeah. So I, all the, you know, the, the, the feet in the mud, uh, uh, the feather coming, you know, the dogs, you know, the, the horses, everything was recorded in, uh, during the shooting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, you know, for example, it was very interesting because uh, people say that uh, it's, it's, uh, it's cost a lot of money, you know, you, 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 you can do that, but nobody can do, why, you know, because why? Because I think that when we get the right sound, you, don't, you need less time to edit. So what I do is that I have a deal with the producer and I say, okay, you remove two weeks of uh, sound editing and you let me go in the shooting and uh, record whatever I want. And uh, after I can go very fast because I have a, Many, I mean, a lot of good material actually to work. Um, for example, in, in that situation, you know, they, they wanted at the start, the set designer want to to put some uh, fake uh, stone, you know, uh, in the house. And I said to him, if you do that, the sound, the, the voice is going to be awful, you know, it's going to be like the acoustic will be awful. So we decided also to give 5,000 uh, pounds from the sound department to the set department. <laughs> to actually get the acoustic right. And I think that uh, most of the people, they, they, they are always like very close-minded. They only think uh, about the sound. It's uh, the same thing with the DOP, which is a friend. I said like there are some sequences where we are gonna have a problem to, to shoot. So can we do pre-light like that? We actually, it's gonna be easier for us to work. Uh, the same thing with a costume designer. You work with a costume designer and you, you, you start to find some fabric which are actually not making too much noise, you know? So it's, it's, for me, it's, uh, it's not about sound. It's more like the approach you have to, to work. It's like to actually get the, the, the bigger picture and try to, to work in a collaborative way. And most of the time, it's, it's, it's not cost any more money, you know? Um, I was in Cannes last year, and I did a film with a French team, and the, the film was costing four millions. And uh, we did uh, American Honey with 1.5 millions. And uh, after the screening of American Honest, so there's a director, uh, a French director come to see me. And, yes, but you have so much money to do that. You know? So we had like a third of the money. But we really actually work from the script with the DOP, with the producer, you know, with the sound, the, the sound recordist, Rash Omar, which is an amazing sound recordist. And we, we actually took a lot of time to actually think about how we're going to work together. And where are we going to put the money? How are we going to. You know, and I think nobody do, do that anymore. You know, so when I start to work uh, a long time ago, it was more like in the Nouvelle Vague. So it, 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 
The people were much more collective because they have this kind of political background where they actually it was important to have a kind of collective uh, uh, way of working. And then in the 90s, uh, when uh, uh, everything started to be specialized, sound editing, picture editing, even dialogue editing, music editing, uh, even in Hollywood you have some door editors, you know, or some gun editor, you know, so it's, it's, it's like totally, it's become totally stupid, you know, absurd, you know. So um, the idea to, uh, to try to reconnect people together, for me that's the most important now. I think that even Sonic-wise I can speak about my work, but for me the most important to, to get a good result is actually to try to reconnect the different people together. You know, to work uh, in pre-production and to, to create a link between pre-production and shooting, to be, the, to be in the shooting, to actually uh, have some input from the post-production to actually help that, that, that process, and actually in the post-production to actually recreate re, re, re also a, a very strong link between picture editing and, and, and sound editing. <clears throat> because uh, what's happening most of the time, if you do films, that's most of the time what's happening if you don't work together, at the, at the, during the mix, the, the, the director say, uh, can, I, can I hear the Avid? It's like the tracks from what have been edited from the, the picture editing. And most of the time you have worked a lot and you come back to the, to the, to the sound of the, of the picture editing, which is most of the time like bad sound, but, you know, but because it has been in the process of doing the things, the, 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 these sounds become very important. So people want, so what I do that when uh, uh, I go to the shooting, so I, I, I create a whole library, and when the picture editor starts, he has a folder with all the sequences, with all the sound, and thematic sound, also thematic, uh, the same sound, but uh, thematically reorganized. And I said, okay, you use these sounds. And they actually use the sound, and that's, becomes a, my base for working, you know? So I think it's, 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 uh, I mean, I think it's, 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 it's common sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like uh, something amazing. It's just like uh, normal, I think, it's uh, to do that way. But it's, it's, most of the people, most of the time, the people don't do that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's have been lost, you know? Because what is important is to be a professional, uh, you know, like uh, to be a good uh, picture editor, to be a good sound, it's mean nothing, you know, I think if you can't work together, it's, it's, it's mean nothing, all of that, you know, it's like uh, you lose uh, 40 or 50% of the, of, the, of the work which have been done, you know, because of misunderstanding, because uh, it's, 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 you know, it's so simple to actually communicate and uh, uh, it don't mean that you need to be, to communicate through sound, you know, sometimes like, uh, with Andrea, sometimes when, when I was in the shooting, she would send me some poems, she would send me some, some, some paintings, she was sending me some, you know, like it's, it's, it can be, uh, you don't need to speak about sound, but you have to, you know, to feel the project and to, to feel the mood of the project and the, actually conceptually and also uh, in terms of sensation, you know, in terms of uh, to share the intuition and to share also the general concept of the film, you know. Because the storytelling exists, you know, it's uh, the basic of the most of the film uh, you, I'm, I'm working with is you have a storytelling and uh, you're not going to change the storytelling. Uh. <coughs> so you have, you have room on other levels, you know, and that, that's, that's that kind of area where you need to actually 
share ideas and, and try to to create some uh, life, you know. Uh, do you have any question on that? No. Alors, ok, alors, there is something very special about the, the, the. I'm very lucky in a way because uh, most of the people they actually work with me when they don't want to put music. <laughs> you know, so so I'm a kind of alternative to. Uh, I mean, they, they want me to have a musical approach of uh, the the sonic world in a way. You know, and 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 maybe this at one moment this going to create a pollution which will bring a musical work. You know, but it's not like the idea of uh, you have sound and you put music on the top of it. You know, I mean, I'm not working on that kind of. I I, I can work on that kind of film, but if I'm Sound supervisor, sound designer on a film. If people ask me to work uh, on their film, it's most of the time because they don't want that. They want actually the music to 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 be a, like a pollution or to leaks, you know, from from the, the process of doing the, the the sound of the film. You know, it's not something you 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 put on the top of it. You know, it's not like a, icing. A, it's not icing the cake, or you know, it's 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 not like that. So most of the time. When I, I work on this project, I, I am to, I'm actually, if there is a musician, I'm working with a musician from the start. And, uh, and what's happened quite often is that actually the director asks me to think about music for the film. So uh, little by little, since some years, I, I try to make a collective, you know, of, of I have, I have a, maybe now eight, 10 musicians I used to work, but it's, I want that to grow, you know? <laughs> uh, so each time there is a new project, sometimes I'm, I'm listening to music, I, I try to look, you know, to listen things, and I, I try to find something interesting. And then I meet the guy, I try to, because mo it's, it's not easy to do film for, um, music for film. So I try to always, uh, Find a procedure, a procedure. You can say a process. Of, process is not nice, but to find a way to actually integrate the work of the musician in the film, and it's a very specific in a film for music because a very bad uh, music can be an amazing music film, and a wonderful music can be an awful uh, music for a film. I mean, it's like uh, it's very, yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very special, you know. So. Uh, So most of the people also I'm working with as musicians are more like a performer also, people who are able to improvise. Because I think I feel very close to that kind of uh, approach through the idea of uh, uh, the fact that I've been a Foley artist and I like to produce the sound and to be, to be able to react in real time with the picture, you know? So I think uh, most of the, I mean, all the musicians I'm working with now, they are people which are actually uh, improvising from different kind of music, from contemporary music to electronic music, uh, jazz, uh, whatever the name is, you know. But people who have this kind, I can have this kind of uh, work. And uh, sometimes, most of the time, I, we try to find uh, together a way to work and to approach uh, the project. Um, 
And sometimes I'm going to ask one musician to come and do things. I say, like, look at the colors, and uh, I'm going to bring another musician. I say, can you, can you work with the editing? And, you know, like, also sometimes to create different layers also, but maybe with not the same ID. And then after, I try to, to do something with it. And I like to do that kind of, of thing also. To, I like the idea that you, you get a lot of uh, different structures, which are maybe sometimes uh, raised by different ideas, and then after move, move in, in, into these different layers, because I think it gives a lot of room actually for the audience to actually build their own story. I like this idea of create a lot of uh, room, yes, for the people, you know, for, because for me, uh, uh, yeah, it makes no sense to do something for me, you know, I, I really like to, I, for me, it's important, yeah, and, and to, to keep some, to have this kind of mysterious things, you know, like to, to, to audience is, uh, yes, is, is doing the job, in fact, you know, is, is, uh, that's, a, this, that's you who will actually do the, sound, the soundtrack, you know, your brain, which will see the film and picture and, and listen to the sound, and you will have a kind of mix, and uh, I try to make these things uh, not too obvious, in a way, or, to, or, or extremely too precise, or too hollow, or too, you know, like you have to be uh, active, you know, I think. I, I, I hate this kind of uh, big film where everything is like uh, over, uh, you have the story, the picture, the sound, everything is going in the same direction, it's like so redundant, you want to, to vomit after, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's not this, I mean, for me, it's uh, awful, you know? Sometimes I go to see that kind of big blockbuster, and I'm like, I am, sometimes, most of the time, I go, uh, go out before the, the end, because, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's too noisy to, I think it's like, stupid. So I can ask a question about, I think you might be able to play something right here. Talking about music and obviously your work, the first scene in gravity, there's music playing, and I was curious also more about how you're involved with the music. Ah. Uh, <coughs> uh, when I started to work on the project, uh, it was uh, John, uh, Johnny Greenwood who was supposed to make the music. So we had like a very drony kind of music, which were quite nice, and the producer decided that it was not uh, uh, good enough for the film, because, you know, it's, it's like, it's a big prototype, but it's like a... Ghostbuster, in a, you know, in the same time, you know, so it's a, so um, I discovered the music at the end because the music came very late, in fact. But the process was very long because they, they spend, uh, they, they spend so much time to actually put the, you know, because all the large shots, they are like uh, 3D uh, CGI, and they have to replace the, the face of the, you know, and it was like the really like the Uncanny Valley effect, they were spending like months and months to, to get it right. So uh, they tried to, so I was doing like a, I was redoing and redoing and redoing the sequence. What time the guy had like a hammer and the next time he had like a, something else. And then after, you know, it's like, I was doing the, the, the same film, like I've done the, the film maybe six, five times. So it was like, no, this time it's, <laughs> you know, a drill. <laughs> so, uh, so no, but, my, 
my, I, I was not the sound supervisor or sound designer on this uh, particular film, Gravity. I was really like, uh, I had worked with, uh, with Glenn Fremantle, the sound supervisor, uh, on a film with, uh, with Danny Boyle. And uh, we tried to work on Sunshine. On the, it was a kind of very immersive uh, 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 sequence. Then on 127 hours, it had like this kind of also sequence where you actually uh, listen the sound from inside. And so I think we, 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 we when uh, Glenn uh, asked me to say like, uh, can you help me to do this film? I, uh, he asked me also, what do you feel, you know, how we should approach the sound, like the fact that, uh, of course, there is no sound in the, in space. <clears throat> so for me, it was obvious that uh, it became like uh, you have sound inside of the suit because it's pressurized, and you have also contact. So if you have contact, you can actually feel the vibration. So it's become like uh, we start to work mainly with a... Uh, uh, a lot of contact mic, we even create some contact mic, we transformed some, uh, we took some device for uh, petroleum, uh, like, uh, it's called, uh, uh, I mean, we, 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 we took a lot of different sensors uh, to actually create some uh, sound, and the idea is that uh, I've recorded everything through my body, so in fact all the sound have been recorded through my, I, I was doing things and I had a microphone on my body, so actually, I used uh, my body as a, you know, as a pedal effect, you know, like kind of. Uh, <laughs> so 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 to to get exactly the, this this kind of right feeling of of listening the sound through the body, you know, and which is also very immersive. And of course, like uh, it's it's a bit obvious, but if you it's a bit like a, a fetus, of, you know, in a. In the water, you know, like this kind of cosmonaut, you know, so there is also something very connected to the internal world, you know, or maybe the memory of your, uh, you know, this, this moment in your life, it's also connected where, where you know, you, maybe you, you swim under the water and you are, you know, it's, 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 it was something like that, the idea of floating in, in, you know, floating, you know. So I think it become very obvious that more and more we were working that everything have be to, have to be recorded through that. And even the low tone you have at the start of the film, like, it's actually my head. Put, I put some mic, you know, <laughs> I ingest some mic, you know, and uh, it's actually the pressure of my blood in, in my uh, head, which is, uh, you can see a bit of it. Gravity. Uh, <clears throat> it's not a very good uh, copy, huh, but. Houston, uh... I have a bad feeling about this mission. Please elaborate. That's the same feeling I had about Mardi Gras 1987. That is affirmative. Surprisingly, Control hasn't heard the Mardi Gras story. Please proceed. Well, it's day one, and I'm bumping my way down Bourbon Street looking for a sister of a friend of mine. The streets are full of people. I think there's no way I'm going to find this girl. Proceeding to override? Then all of a sudden, I look up, and there she is. I'm about to yell at her. And I see she's holding hands with some short, hairy guy in board shorts and a Margaritaville shirt. And then I realize that this guy is not a guy. That my girl is holding hands with... ISS, this is Houston. Explorer, this is Houston. Mission abort. Repeat. Mission abort. Initiate emergency disconnect from Hubble. Begin re-entry procedure. ISS, initiate emergency evacuation. All units, return to Repeat. Immediate return to 
Copy. Explore. Scrub airlock. Houston, elaborate. Debris from the missile strike has caused a chain reaction, hitting other satellites and creating new debris. Traveling faster than a high speed, bullet up towards your altitude. I'm sure you have seen the film, but maybe not. So the idea was like also to create a, a mechanical distortion, a lot of mechanical distortion, because it was this idea of contact. So we want to create actually a lot of uh, strange sound. So I built a lot of little machine or little setup to actually create uh, with a transducer to uh, actually create a lot of uh, mechanical distortion. So instead of having uh, most of the time what you get like electric, electric, electric or electronic distortion, you had like really like a mechanical distortion. So it was the idea also to actually uh, create some sound which you ne never heard before. You know, like well, I'm sure some a lot of people have worked with that, but in a way use kind of original material to actually uh, try to to yeah to create a kind of grammar. You know. Uh, uh, I did the same thing on a film called Ocean, which were uh, only underwater. So I spent like uh, one month in lakes, in uh, in, in sea. In, uh, we, we built an echo underwater an echoic chamber, and then we, we, we used a lot of different hydrophones. And uh, I spent like uh, one month in a wetsuit, like recording sound under the water, to try to actually get some uh, interesting material. And uh, I think that. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, uh, that's the way I'm working in any way, that I like to experiment and I think I like to try each time to bring some, you know, for me it's very boring if I start to work on a, on a project and using sound I have already used. It's like, ugh, you know, I, I feel like it's uh, disgusting or something like that. I don't, I mean, it's, you know, it's like to, to eat the same food every day, you know, it's like, uh, very depressing, you know. So I really like to 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 do to do that. And uh, well, also, what is very important uh, for me, it's like uh, uh, when I work on a film, I'm working. A, uh, uh, I spend a lot of time uh, to listen sound. So when I start a film, I, I have like all the library, and I, I I try to put all the sound on all different uh, sequence. And I tried, because I, it's, I think it's impossible to anticipate how you, your, my brain will react if I mix sound and picture together. So I, I, I spend a, a lot of time, you know, even sometimes half of the, my editing time to listen sound, to try to see how they react, what, what mood they give, you know. And I take notes and I try to understand. And then after from that, I really work on the start of the film because I think uh, the start of the film is actually the place where you actually create the grammar of the film. If you're doing like a film and then you, you start to work with a FX sequence and you're doing something crazy and then after uh, uh, it makes no sense with uh, the, the way you have built the, the, the whole film, it, it's, it's, it's look like like effect, like stupid effect, like decorum, you know, it's, 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 it's awful. So for me it's very important actually to work also on the first reel most of the time, the 21st minute, and see how I can actually uh, integrate this, the elements I have chosen in, 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 the, in, the, in the start of the film. Like that, every, you, you, it's like you, you really create the, the, <coughs> like the sound of the film, you know? And then after you, it's... it's that's why most of the time the editing is, is very fast for me. 
I, I, if I get the right sound, I can sometimes edit a film in two weeks, three weeks, but I'm going to spend a lot of time to listen and to record. You know, but uh, I like also that the, the things uh, need to go fast. You know, I like to to think a lot, to try a lot. But then when I actually do the the work, I like to go fast. You know, I like to go in this kind of. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how you call it, but you know, to be very concentrated and and, and not be disturbed by something else. You know, because I know already what I want to do. I know. Uh, what I've chosen, I know how the sound reacts, you know? So I, 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 it's really like a, a, a kind of live experience also, you know, like something very quick and fast, you know? And uh, most of the time after, uh, what I like when I have some people working with me, like we exchange also reels, you know? Sometimes I say like, okay, I take your, you know, I go in, the, we exchange of room, you know? We, we, just because I think that sometimes you, of course, the people I ask to work with me uh, are people I really like. So I think that uh, it's nice to actually have the input of uh, everybody and, and try to, maybe they're going to bring you some good ideas or, uh, you know, I like this idea of, uh, before, I, when I start to work, I, I was trying to do something very homogenic. But more and more, I, I like the idea of, uh, I prefer things like, uh, that's why I like this idea of, of doing things very quickly also, because you don't polish, you know, things. It's, it's, it's stay a bit raw, you know? Uh, and I, I like this kind of uh, feeling, you know? Things are not too polished. Uh, Do you work with a mixer and you involved in the mixing? I'm always... Uh, <sighs> it's funny because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I told you after a while, but uh, no, I'm, I'm always working with Mixer, and I, there is like some people I really like. Uh, I love Tom Johnson uh, from uh, LA, uh, and he's, he's uh, a Skywalker Ranch. I love Cyril Oz in France, which is a friend, an amazing French mixer. Uh, I imagine they have to have the same sensibility as you that they don't try and polish your work too much if you try to keep exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Further and make it. No, but you know, it's already, uh, the mixing uh, work has changed a lot. You know, a long time ago, you, you were like bringing some tracks on tapes and they have to rebuild the sound. Now, when you arrive in the mix, it's really already very well built, you know, like in terms of space, in terms of level, in terms of... Uh, it's like stems, it's, it's, it's quite clear. So I ask, uh, I ask a mixer to be creative. So most of the time what I'm doing is that I, I, sh I see the film with him and, and I said, okay, what, in, in which seconds um, to define what they, where they want to work. If they said, oh, that's, I want to work with that. So I don't work too much with that. I let, I let them build, you know, the things. And they said me, okay, but this one, this one, this one can be prepared like that. I don't lose too much time with it because it's not very interesting on this sequence, the, 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 you know? So I give them a lot of room uh, with what they want to work with. Because if you prepare everything after this, it's very hard to have actually feelings, you know? Or, or, or. So I try to, to, everything which is important is quite raw, you know? And everything which is, uh, no, no, not raw, but, you know, not, too much prepared because it can really, you know, 
work on it, you know? So uh, that, that's for me, it's very important also because it's, uh, for me, mixing is not the validation of my work. You know, I don't, I don't care about it. What is important is actually to push, you know, boundaries and, and, and use the mix as a new layer of, you know, and, and, and actually, I love when the guys say, okay, remove everything you have done. And I, I, that's always I say, I say, you can do whatever you want. So you don't actually necessarily sit down with the I'm, I'm, I'm here, but I, I don't try to interfere, you know? If, if I see that uh, the director and the mixer, uh, they, I try not to, to perturb that, you know? Uh, for me, it's very important, you know, and I, just to give them the idea that actually they can do exactly the opposite of what I've done, it's okay, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's all right. Nicola, can you talk a little bit about, I just said you've got the, the trailer there for American Honey. Uh, talk about your collaboration on that film with uh, DP Robbie Ryan. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a road movie. It's largely contained within uh, a band filled with young people. There's, there's music, there's sorts of music that's very rambunctious. There's sound going all over the place. And then they pull over and then they spill out onto the streets. They get back in the van. I can show maybe, the, have you seen the trailer or some people, uh, do you want me? Uh, it's not the sound of the film because it's not released, but I can sh show you the trailer. It gives you a bit the feeling of the, where it's, I mean, yeah. the, the mood of the film. And then after I, I give you, I tell you. Uh... It's a business opportunity. We go door to door, we sell magazines, we explore like America, we party. Come with us. I've been trying to be Christian, but I can see the devil has a hold of the two of you. <laughs> I think the devil has a hold of your daughter. Oh, it's a party, it's a party. It's Dave. Hey, can I party too? What are you doing? Hey, Dave. Get the keys, come on. Jump in the car, jump in the car. Do you have any dreams? Future dreams. Nobody's ever asked me. You think you're special. You don't mean nothing Thanks. <laughs>
I'm sorry, this is stupid bullshit of uh, you know people which are trying to selling film. Uh, this, the film is much better than that. Huh? But just to give just to give you the bit the feeling of uh, the picture, uh, you know, like the the mood of the film. Uh, uh, what, what is interesting with uh, what I did also, I spent a lot of time. In fact, I, I joined them in uh, Willstone in North Dakota because the big, big part of the film was sh sh shot there. So I went there and I spent like uh, one week, the last weeks of the shooting. And then we took a car with a production sound recordist, my friend, and we came back, you know, uh, the whole tra uh, trajectory of the film through the start of the film. And I spent like two weeks to re-record, you know, because he had like this, you know, he, he was there during all the shooting, so he actually, told me all the story and what we, you know, so we were, uh, we came back uh, for two weeks with a car and re-recording in all the location, trying to find the right mood, the right sound, you know. So actually we, we, we had like the, all, the, all the trajectory, you know, we had all the sound from all the different cities, you know. And uh, again, working with the, the idea of the film and it was very interesting to work with the Production sound recordist because first he's an amazing guy and then he, he was really in the intimacy of the of the film. So he had a lot of to say about the the, the film, you know, and the, the way uh, Andrea want to work. And we knew that also that uh, Andrea wanted to. Uh, most of the time, you know, in, the, in in film, when you have a music sequence, you remove the music to get the actor right. Uh, and Andrea said, "I don't want that." This is fucking bullshit. This, this, that's, the, that's not the music of the film, that's the music of the kids, because the kids are not actors, they are like real people, and I want them to actually bring the music. So fuck you, I don't want to cut, you know, like I don't want, they're gonna, they we're gonna shoot with the music all the time when they want, you know? So we said, yes. <laughs> so uh, Rush, in fact, he put a lot of microphone everywhere, there are maybe 24 microphones in the van. You know, so, uh, and the, 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 also the van was really transformed to a nice sounding system because uh, we know that uh, if the sound will be nice, it's going to be easier, you know, that if you have a shitty distorted sound. And then after, <coughs> it was a huge work because uh, there is something very important on uh, the film with Andrea that she, we are working with an amazing dialogue editor, uh, Swedish, uh, Linda Forsten, and we have to rebuild everything. Because uh, the idea is that uh, Rush was recording all the time. Because it was not really like, and uh, you never know when it's film or where, when it's live, you know? So everything is always, everything is recorded. That's why also it's like Alexa, you know? So you, you can record hours of, of shooting. It's not 35, so you can shoot, 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 shoot. So everything was like uh, uh, recorded. So after, uh, for months, Knowing that you have some, a lot of constraint of editing with the music, you have to rebuild uh, a lot of dialogue through all the other take of all the material which have been recorded. And each time <laughs> the editing was changed, she had to come back to all the sound rushes to, to take this work, to recreate, you know, the, so, so it was a, a, a crazy work. But at the end, I think she was right, you know, because you, you can really feel that they are in the sonic, real sonic environment and they react to that. They, 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 you know, it's really connected to the music you hear, you know? And uh, I think that uh, th that's uh, the right positioning we should have as a, 
when I say that, like as a technician, it's to be able to actually uh, say always yes to that kind of idea because most of the time, most of the time, everybody say no, this is stupid, it's going to be impossible, whatever. And at the end, you have like something like super, uh, no, untesty. I don't know how you say that, like like flat or, or you know. So so uh, <clears throat> I think it's always important to say yes, let's go, but let's try to think about it. And let's try how we actually can go there and, and we can achieve that idea, but let's be clever with that, you know? Not, not trying to fight against, but be more resilient and actually, you know, use that uh, uh, things to try to actually make it even better, you know? So, of course, we keep the van, also we record all the music in the van after, the acoustic, you know, whatever. So, so we, again, <coughs> Uh, we had a mic also uh, always outside, uh, so we had like uh, five or six terabytes of sound. And again, 99% of the sound of the film is, is, is from the sound material which have been recorded during the shooting or just after with the production sound recordist. And it brings something, uh, I don't know, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's so different that when you, when you you use like uh, classic libraries or, or sound, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, I don't know, it, it feels right. So it's it's a lot of work. It's it's very complex because you have to. It's a huge constraint, but I think at the end you get something really testy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe we're gonna move to uh, any question about that. So you know this film. Uh, when you will see it, it's quite amazing for uh, two things. That this, this is a two-hour and forty-minute film, and it costs one million five hundred five hundred thousand pounds. And I think this is a new, in terms of production value, it's like amazing. But the the, <laughs> the core of the team, it's a very small team. You know, we are like there are six, seven person, and it was ridiculous because you had like. A <laughs> because it was an American production. So we had like this small team of people with Andre around Andrea, and you had like uh, following us, like six or seven cars from the production, you know, waiting each time, playing with video games with their mobile phone. So executive world, you know, so, and Andrea tried to actually, and they were costing a lot of money, so actually it was, I mean, so <laughs> it was like, I mean, at the end, it was really a joke, you know, they were like, even them, they, they felt like stupid, you know, they were doing nothing and just following with big cars, the shooting. It was... So, if you can reduce that kind of thing, it's, you know, like, to try to find a way, I mean, the more you can prepare the film, the can you, like, you can actually create a kind of uh, project, uh, a strong idea for the film, uh, um, between technicians, I think uh, it's very important because also uh, production start to feel that, oh, you know, it's consistent, you know? And they, it's, it's like you, you, re you react as a team and you have much more uh, power in a, in a way, you know? So I think it's very important. Uh, and, and it's actually, it's, it's crazy because I don't understand why the production don't do that more because it, if you have a team of uh, technicians, which are, most of them, they really love their job, they actually, uh, the idea of working together before to share ideas, uh, whatever, it's, uh, it's, it's, of course, everybody is super happy to do that. 
And nobody do, do I mean, it's, it's very rare, you know, so uh, me now, I'm in a positioning where actually I can uh, actually say to, from the start, like, we do that, you know, and, and I really push for that. But sometimes you, you arrive on, on film and, uh, for example, uh, it's in, uh, we can, it can be the transition with, uh, with Pareno, Zidane. Um, I just, so, want to show the sequence, 34 minutes.
Okay, so. So uh, you understand? I mean, uh, then we I met Philippe, and it was another part of my life in a way. Um, because of course, this idea of uh, transformation of the real or uh, this kind of you know anamorphosis between uh, reality and fiction became like uh, really clear that we we can work together. You know, so. On this film, I didn't do the I didn't do the whole sound editing. I did the, the Foley. So he called me for the Foley, and I think he liked the idea that when he came in the studio, I, I bought a lot of uh, roll of grass, and he came into the studio, and I was like a football. <laughs> I was wearing a footballer uh, costume, and it was like uh, real grass. He was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> And then I think that was a kind of, uh, for me, it was, it, uh, of course, I didn't on purpose to, 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 to be dressed like a real footballer. I, I wanted to, to create something, a little event also with him, you know, knowing his work a bit, you know. And um, so then that uh, we start to work like that, uh, I think it was a kind of, uh, it was obvious, you know. And... Uh, Actually, uh, before that, when he was shooting, he was uh, he, he was in relation with a Hollywood uh, sound editor, and the guy said, "No, you don't need to record the, the sound on the the crowd sound. We're going to do it, you know, easy, you know." And then, of course, uh, they didn't do it uh, properly. And uh, the sound of the, the crowd is extremely complex in that kind of situation to recreate because it's 50,000 people who actually react in real time in very subtle uh, dynamic of the... So they spend like four months to recreate, re-edit, re-record some new crowds, going in a lot of football match to actually get the, exactly the right movement, you know? So of course, if I've been there, I would have, you know, for me, I would have like put... I would have said, you, you can do whatever you want, but we have to get that, you know? That's gonna be really like the, the organic, uh, you know, the link between the, because you can't see the match. So it's gonna be the storytelling, the reaction of the crowd. So, so it's, it's, it's obvious that you have to get that, you know? It's gonna be very subtle. So then after, we, so, so we, we, we just start to work together, and he, he, he called me uh, two years later after this film, and he said, I'm, I'm shooting a film in uh, San Francisco about a train. Do you want to come and work with me? And I say, yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, 1968. I just show you a bit. I mean, for the people who have, so, have seen the exhibition, uh, it's this one.
I came back to this first idea, it was my first work with him, so I had like come back to this first feeling of when I was 13 years old and I was looking at a film with different layers. So like just the train, just the atmospheric sound, just the hair, just the nature, just, you know, like we try to work in that way. And also the idea that uh, with Darius Gonji, uh, which is an amazing uh, DOP, uh, we, uh, he was shooting in 70 millimeters, and 70 millimeters is very specific because it gives you the feeling that to have a, a better definition than in real life. Because in fact, the focus point is, is amazingly wild, and even if your own uh, view is like uh, your, your focus point is very, very narrow, it gives you the idea that it's bigger than your own focus points, you know? So we want to try to do that, and then also that's the first time I was starting to work with like this measurement microphone. And so I really record the, the trend like you record a or um, classical orchestra in the 60s or, or 70s. It's like uh, this mic are DPA microphone for, uh, for the technician 4006, 4007, Alors, there is, uh, for example, to get the low frequency, uh, to, to I had some microphone very close to the track, so I, I use high pressure microphone, which are uh, um, used to uh, make some measurement on the reactor, plane reactors. Then after, to get the normal body, I use reference microphone, which are very close to our ears. So then after, I put some <clears throat> to get the acoustic because there is some shot later when the train is going in, in between the cliff. So I, I, I put some, uh, some panels to get only the acoustic, the echoing from the, from the, the cliff. So I use other kind of microphone. I mean, uh, uh, that was the idea, like to really work like you, if you go in a seance uh, at, Ab uh, at Abbey Road or uh, Air, you know, they really, it was this kind of, uh, way of recording, you know, old-fashioned, uh, DK3, and with a lot of small microphone to actually help. But it was, and, and then I put microphone also under the bridge to get, you know, like it was really like, uh, and I, I said, okay, I, I can, of course, I can't, I can't, <coughs> I can't record during the shooting, but give me one, the, the train for one day. So I could move the, I, I, how you call the, the motor uh, wagon? How you call it, like the, the, the one which have a motor, the wagon which, uh, Locomotive, yes. So I, uh, for, for each shot, I was moving the locomotive to get only the track sound or to get only the motors or to, you know, like, so uh, I could have that and record actually all the different uh, uh, possibilities, you know, with different wagons, different, or some old train for some sequence, um, more modern other one for other, so it was like, uh, again, it was uh, the idea or to, to, to record that, uh, in the best way possible. So it's, it's, it's not really, there is nothing amazing, it's just like 
trying to just do the things the better you can, you know? Like, uh, <coughs> and uh, so Philippe was very uh, happy with, uh, and also after we had nature, whatever, and also I spent like one week in the, in the park to actually record all the birds, also the, the leaves in the trees, uh, the hair in the herbs, you know? So it was, uh, again, it was this idea of, of actually getting everything uh, from the contextual, uh, the context, you know? And then after, uh, uh, what we did after? Which one we did after? Maybe CLZ? Uh, show you a bit of CLZ. Let's start. It might be load. That the first idea of the project of Philippe was actually to, to build a, a kind of a weird garden, which will be in five, five gardens uh, around the, the hearth, but which are actually topographically totally like one. So he had this idea to create a kind of imaginary uh, garden, but uh, Reparti, I don't know how, like dispersed or 
in five position, very distant positioning, and then it was not possible to, to, to do it, but at the start, that just give me the idea of, of like the garden, like a print, you know, I don't know, it's like, like the five fingers, you know, uh, it was like for me a kind of, I don't know why I get this idea, but uh, then uh, when I work with Philippe, he always, you know, uh, we speak about the project, and I really do what I want, you know, I'm totally free. And then I went to, so I said, like, there is something with the idea of the print, of the contact with the, you know, the, the garden, you know. And I went to see a geological institute, French geological institute, and I tried to speak about them, about uh, recording, of course, the vibration of the earth. And, uh, of course, they mainly record uh, uh, sound, which are, uh, <coughs> they're looking for all the earthquake sound, so that's what they get. And I said that, but when you can't get that, what do you have? I said, we have a lot of artifacts. So you, we have the, the, the roots of the trees, which are moving. Uh, we have uh, the wind, which is pushing on the ground, you know? And then we have two main sounds, uh, which are like the two main uh, heartbeat of the earth. The first one is like uh, every, in average, every seven seconds, uh, the waves, on the coast, it's created, you know? And the second one is a deep swell in the ocean. Every 13 seconds, it's created a column that hits the bottom of the ocean. And I said, great, <laughs> fantastic. That's kind of too, you know? So I said like, yes, but we can't really hear that. It's so, so low that you... you, you so I went to see another friend from IRCAM and I said, is it possible to actually, and this data, where they are, they are, we can, it's very easy to, to get them on uh, internet because the people are actually sending data to all over the world. So I said, can I get this data? So yes, but they are like bufferized, so they're like every pack, packet, you say like, unpacked, you know, like a packed. So we, we create a, a, a software to actually read unbuffering, I don't know if you say that, like, a, to recreate a kind of uh, time uh, correct, you know? And then we, 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 we put that in a resonator to actually create in real time the, the sound, the, the shape of what was happening, but in the, the, the human audition, you know? So all the sound from the start of the start of the sequence are actually all the sound you can get from uh, all the artifacts, you know? So all the little click, all the little sound, like all, all that is like what you can get in real time when you actually push the sound in the uh, human audition. <coughs> so we, what we did also, because uh, uh, it's, the, it's sismometers, so it's a device which are actually moving like that. It's a three-axis device, you know. So I said like, okay, we're gonna try something. We're gonna take one, the horizontal movement. We're gonna create a, a sound with that. And we're gonna take actually the two other parameter. And we're gonna actually move the sound. We create with the horizontal uh, data in, in, in the space. So we use uh, something, I went to IRCAM, they use uh, there's something called SPAT, which is a software we actually permit to move in a very realistic way. So in a, in a way, we create this kind of idea of topographic sound, you know, which are actually creating the, 
on another scale, on another part of the spectrum, the, the sound of the hearse in real time. So actually, I, I asked the guy to install a seismometer during the shooting, and uh, Darius had a headphone and he was listening to the, when he was shooting the film, he was listening in real time to the, to the hearse, you know? And that was a kind of, uh, we start to do things like that, and uh, we saw that it, it was, would have been very interesting to continue to, to, to do that work. So after we did uh, Always with Darius, Gonji, the same DOP, we did Marilyn. Uh, of course, all that is the work I'm doing with Philippe uh, Parenoa. So, so I show you a bit of... Uh, The vestibule is lit by two brass sconces. The walls are covered by Jamestown blue wallpaper. One door leads to the hallway, one door to a closet. In the closet, there is a luggage rack. The walls are covered with wallpaper. Wallpaper with gold flowers and black stems. There are two openings. One leads to the living room. The walls in both rooms are painted a sand color. The wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. I stop now because I have another version to show to you, which is, uh, I, I, if I, I, I think I, I made a mistake, that's the older version because with Philippe, uh, what is special is that we sometimes we look the film we have done and say bo it's boring, <laughs> you know, like oh, the music is not good. So uh, we redo the editing uh, quite often and the mix and the, the soundtrack and the collectors they, <laughs> they receive a new new film. So they, they're a bit confused, but. So I don't know if I put that actually here. Maybe I need to find it because the other version is better. Marilyn, I'm going to see if I have the other version. I might not have it. Um, so, no. But anyway, what was interesting uh, on this film is like we... we, we Opening. I'm going to stop. Like okay. We we continue to work with this idea of actually uh, uh, doing doing the uh, shooting. We, we put a, in the studio. We put a, we, we create a studio, uh, film uh, music studio. So actually, uh, we were actually uh, we have a, the camera monitor, and uh, I was with my assistant, and uh, we were actually uh, improvising the soundtrack and send Isaac to the headphone of uh, Darius. So we actually was reacting to what we were doing, and in the same time, uh, uh, we were actually reacting to what he was doing, and it was a kind of kind of uh, feedback uh, thing, which was uh, very interesting. And since always when we work with, uh, with, uh, with um, Darius, we always do like that, and even sometimes he's doing film without me, and he called me and said, can you make a film uh, music for me? So sometimes I... He's shooting, and I'm, I'm doing music for him to listen to shoot, you know? 
it's a kind of, uh, I mean, and so that was the first thing. And the second thing was to try, which is not easy to recreate the voice of my Marine Mono. I, as you can see here, so you can feel a bit of an artifact. But uh, the idea is that when I worked on 127 hours, I understood that I said to you that there is this sound like people which are able to, re to redo the voice of the actor. So we went to, we made a casting in Los Angeles and New York to actually find the, someone which have a very voice, very, very close to the voice of Marine Mono. The texture were really right, but then after we understood that it was not exactly right in terms of uh, prosody. So the prosody was not right. The prosody is, prosody is a bit like the music of the each, each, each of us. In fact, we most of the time we think that uh, what is characterized our voice it's uh, it's the texture of the voice, but in fact it's not. It's more like the, the prosody. It's more like the the musical way you know we speak. So <clears throat> we understood that the texture was right, but not the prosody. So we actually uh, work with IRCAM again, uh, with uh, descriptors, compute uh, software to actually analyze, analyze a lot of uh, piece of, of voice of mind Monroe to understand how you move from A to T, T to B, B to C, you know. And then after, uh, word by word, we, are, we try to recreate actually the right uh, movement of, uh, between each sound, you know. So, of course, you hear a bit of artifact, but uh, the general feeling is, is quite right, you know? And uh, that's it, and I, I like, and because it was the same idea with the, with the, I mean, with the writing also. I mean, the, 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 this is a robot which is writing exactly like mine. So it's a three-axis uh, robot, and they spend six months to actually doing the same trick, like to understand how you can move from one letter to another to make things exactly right. So actually, we have a robot uh, with the Marilyn writing. Philippe did his own writing. So sometimes he, ha he has the machine to write. So you can write anything you want, and it's exactly doing the, the right positioning between the letters knowing that there is a, always a bit of randomness to make it even better. So it's a kind of, uh, so the idea was also to, 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 to this idea of algorithm, to recreate uh, what characterize a person, which is most of the time the writing and the voice through an algorithm. So it was this idea of, uh, yeah, that's the kind of idea that uh, Philippe liked to, to play with this kind of, uh, and even working also with an iconic uh, figure. So more the, the, the more you go into the film, you start to understand that something is wrong. Things get wrong, really wrong. And again, for example, sorry. Everything starts to, 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 to be distorted and to be, you know. start to repeat all the time the same thing, you know, like, become a kind of really weird dystopic world, you know, like, uh, it's more and more polluted by his own fiction, in a way, like, by his own, uh, like, destroying himself, in a way, getting, becoming a monster in real time.
know, so you get only the one tone which is connected obviously to the to the light. But if you just put a room tone, you will never see the. You know, it's it's how, how you can really transform the the way of actually the strategy of attention. You know how you can uh, use the sound to have this move in, 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 in and actually focus on certain parts. Then we become very repetitive and, uh, and things come start to become really the wind becomes extremely strong. I mean everything is we start to four red apples in a transparent glass bowl. And a few magazines on a walnut coffee table. So on and so on and so on, you know. So, and then even it starts to be very like a chronomber each. Start to be fleshy, a bit like, like in Naked Lunch, you know, start to be a bit like, you know. Okay, so that's. And so on and so on. So I think that each time, uh, what I try to do with Philippe is to, to uh, uh, maybe a last film. What I have, Martino, uh, Ghost. That's uh, that's that's also something. That's the kind of thing we like to do also. In fact, it's a, uh, that it's a just a version, a film version, but normally that's a device where you have actually a, a cellular automaton, a software as a cellular automaton, you know, like uh, this kind of thing, look on way stuff, you know, which actually uh, generate uh, some uh, planar, some uh, emergent uh, shape. And this is uh, actually uh, create uh, with a data pattern mining kind of puzzle, and which are actually create uh, an editing. A random editing, and which uh, show, which which is coming from uh, the idea of he made like 400 drawings, and each drawing is connected to one sound, but all the sound have a different lens. So actually, it generates all the time a new film, and so uh, the life of the, the, the lens of the film is just the, the, the duration of the life of the automaton. So it's it's a it's a self generate you know it's a self uh, self generating you can say that kind of system. Which is uh, also link. Uh, we can do also. We, we like to do that kind of, of thing. Also, there is another one I can show you. Ah, I'm not good with that. Uh, uh, where is it? Is more analog. Stupid things of uh, sonification of a picture. So you just transform picture to. I mean you. Create like a link between uh, colors and intensity and uh, sounds. 
So it's it's just something we did like uh, during the week. So now we can generate <laughs> such. We did two, two films like that during the, the show. Two new films. So the, just like stupid ideas we have, and we okay. So we try, and uh, also uh, this this also linked to the to the thing we. I mean, I'm going to show you the the show we have done because the last show we did. Uh, In um, before this one was a show at the Tate. I oh, know not this, this software. So. So uh, this is another uh, level of uh, complexity that uh, this is actually a, a colony of bacteria which are actually doing the show. So uh, we, 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 I just have a friend which is biologist and uh, he's working with uh, on, memular, on um, cellular memory. And uh, he has he created some bioreactor with yeast or bacteria and actually uh, uh, work about the idea that uh, it's, it's, there is not only a kind of uh, Darwinist uh, system, uh, but there is also a kind of flash memory in the organic life, which, uh, which in fact uh, is quite a kind of Pavlovian flash memory, which are able to react in real time to uh, the environment. So the idea is that we connect this uh, colony of bacteria to the environment through a weather station, and so we bring input, and uh, we try to, to see how it reacts, and from the, the way it reacts, we work with a mathematician to actually couple uh, information to actually bring, create some uh, patterns, which are actually uh, creating the show in real time. So the, the show is evolving. It's not like a randomness from the 70s, it's more like the idea of an evolving uh, uh, show. So the show is actually, uh, now it's a bit dead, because the bacteria, I think there is a mushroom in it, because it has a problem with sterilization. sterilization. So I think the, the, now the, the show is nearly dead. So we're gonna have to reopen and uh, bring some new things into it. Philippe wants to stay a bit like that, I think for maybe for one month and, and try to, maybe I think he's changing the name of the show because uh, it's, uh, it's not the same show anymore, because it's static. So, so we, we change things, we, uh, we invite some musicians also to, to, to actually, uh, because this, this, with this interface, uh, you can interface uh, with, uh, it's, a, it's a very special, feed, it's, it's, it's a kind of, no, there is like a lot of computers, some of them take care of the motor, some of the light, some of the sound, some of, you know, some of the movement of the sound in the space. So it's a bit like a, a zoo of automatons which are living together. We define some rules, some constraints to live together. So actually you can interface that with a, with a, 
with a colony of bacteria, but you can actually ask some, some friend to come and to actually play the show. So um, <clears throat> I asked some friend musician actually to, we're gonna work, uh, I asked Stephen O'Malley to come with his guitar and actually activate the show with it. I asked to, uh, with Jack, which is a young, uh, Guy uh, as factory floor also. I mean, this bunch of people I work with to actually come and actually uh, play with uh, the show until uh, we are reconnect the bacteria to say it's come back to life. <laughs> Maybe we can. Uh... So I think uh, <clears throat> it's uh, and then after the. In a way, this, this was very complicated. It's a very complicated, this kind of project is very complicated. It's very time consuming. It's, it's like 20 hours a day for uh, six months. It's extremely complex because you need uh, to create a symbiotic uh, structure uh, with elements uh, so diverse. Uh, it's uh, very complicated. So that's why we were so happy also to come back here and actually uh, um, do a show with a human, you know, with projectionist. I, and I think that's also very important for the next uh, adventure I will have with Philippe. It's actually to to come back to, I think we have been a bit, it was not a kind of singularity, but we try to reach something like a bit uh, strange, I think. And we want to come back to something more, uh, more human, you know. And I, I think that was a very important uh, exhibition uh, for us to, to come back here in Acme, to have a more simple constraints, constraints, and actually to come back to something uh, uh, in a different scale, but also at a more human scale. Because it was a, this is, this, it's a bit kind of weird monster you create, and uh, uh, it's maybe it's, it's. It's not kind of fascist, but there's something a bit uh, strange when you do it. You have a, at one moment, you, you, it seems a bit uh, wrong. But it was extremely interesting, you know, and, uh, and uh, okay, so maybe it's time for question, or I think it's, it's yeah. I think we have about 10 minutes. Yes, so. Uh, And just now, I just show you a bit of the another exhibition because I think it's interesting. The exhibition we did in a, no, not this one. This one, en garde du coca. Uh, it's also a kind of, uh, but to show you the setup. So we have like this marquise. Each marquis uh, has his own sound. And we have different pianos, uh, like this clavier piano, which are uh, connecting each to each other. And uh, the idea is that uh, for us, it was a bit like a gamelan. And uh, so we work on each um, each sound. I mean, uh, I invite, uh, I did that with a friend I work a lot with, uh, Rob Aikin, uh, Aiki uh, Obrelov. And uh, we, we, we went to, I went to New York. We, he's working in a shop called Control, which is a, a place where you can buy a lot of uh, 
modular synthesizer. And so we spent like two weeks, two nights, to actually create some texture with the photo from each marquise and the film from each marquise to actually find the, the mood or the character of each marquise. And then after, we, each marquise has this speaker. And it, it, it was a bit like the, this uh, idea uh, Stockhausen never did that he actually create a kind of music of space, like uh, each, each, you know, so in, in fact, the, the, it's, not the, it's not you who is doing the composing, it's the trajectory of the people in the room. So you actually create your own music by moving in the, in the exhibition. So it was a very interesting uh, process also. Okay, that's it. So to show you that uh, each time we do, we do, uh, we try to do new things. So let's go for the questions. If you have some questions, no questions. Questions? <laughs> no questions. It's on Garbi Coca. It's a huge space in Milano, and we did another one in. Uh, I just show you the space also in. Uh, it was at the Armory Park in, uh, again, no, not this one. The Armory Park. It was another big, big room. And uh, it's a bit like, we use a bit like the trick, you know, Risse just died, for the people who know Risse, it just died like uh, one week ago, I mean, some weeks ago. And uh, so we also define some rules between the pianos. So the pianos are actually. Uh, Risse did like to, to a lot to work with the uh, create rules between uh, uh, this clavier. So it was also. Uh, a big. Uh, a big space. And of course, uh, not of course, but uh, uh, Philippe also invited Tino Segal to actually come with uh, the girls, uh, one, of, one of his work, which are actually uh, only kind of uh, girl version, girly version. But uh, you can't see them because in the work of Tino, you never have the right to film or to record them. Totally immaterial uh, work. So you, you, so you had this, I mean, okay. Okay, that's what. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have questions? No? No questions, okay. But I think for me the most important is to, uh, uh, what I try to, because most of the time I, 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 I don't, most of the time I, I do uh, speech, speeches like that with a, uh, more like composers or like uh, uh, sound designers or sound people or directors or um, so I don't know who you are. I mean, <laughs> but uh, what I try to, uh, to, 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 to tell the people is that there is a lot of room to try things and to actually experiment. And you, if you are really serious with your practice, you say practice, I think people can be even uh, can be confident with, with you even if you're going in a very weird area or strange place or territory to actually bringing some weird ideas, you know? So I think I really, for me, it's really to encourage the people also to, to uh, try things, you know, and, and to fail, to fail, to fail, to fail, to, you know, to 
Because a lot of people uh, are so scared, uh, so afraid to fail or to don't do the right things or to, you know. So I think it's, for me the the failure is my biggest uh, motor in a way. You know, it's my it brings me a lot of energy. So it's it's and most of the time some failure become like uh, amazingly beautiful. So I think it's uh, it's also the, for the people to to yeah to take risk. In fact. Uh, I think it's very important to, to take. Even me, when I, I work on sometimes on, on more simple project, I, I put me. Uh, if the project is simple, I try to bring uh, to create for me in, internally a lot of constraints. I always try to make it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's always, and that's why I, what I, why I like to work with Andrea, with people like Andrea or Philippe. That, that or Ben uh, Ben Russell Ben Rivers these people they, they really push the boundaries they really go we we go very far all together it's really like a journey and uh, of course after it can be weird because you don't know where starts the life where where what is work what is life it's a bit like confusing it can have a lot of uh, impact on your own life or on your own you know but if you like what you're doing that. Uh, That's something uh, which is for me very important, like to have this kind of uh, positioning to be, be uh, in each project at 200% or 300% and to try to, uh, yeah, to, to, to move on, you know, to continue to, to create things. That, that's also why I, for me, I have no, like, no secret at all. Uh, everybody can go in my studio at any time, you know, uh, often I have some, People which are coming, and I, for me, there is no, you know, because I think it's also pushed me to have to continue to, don't, not to use all recipe, but to continuously continue to, to search for new, you know. Voilà. <laughs> you have been listening to an Acme podcast. For more recordings, go to soundcloud.com/acmeonline or the Acme website.